Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. The round, the wow. Round, the round, round, mound of rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. However, by being caustically optimistic. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, back here with you on this Monday, this recap of Monday. We got a lot to recap here. We got high school football from a week Four, I almost said five. We're already on to week five, week four. And we'll take a look at the games that we covered for FEM and Cumberland. And then we'll also hit up on the other matchups that happened as well. And we got to recap our pick'em game. And there was a lot of entertainment that was had mm-hmm. this weekend that we have to recap as well. And, of course, we'll also hit up on some other local sports that it didn't involve uh, football. So we'll take a look at that. And we'll get to beast mode, how do you like me now, overreactions, all those uh, good things. We also got a NASCAR to a recap and NASCAR pick them to recap as well. And, of course, it's the uh, post weekend, so we got to get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well so that is all in store for you today as well as you know we'll recap football sunday yesterday as well and uh you want to talk baseball or not not really the cubs are are not uh not feeling so hot don't worry travis it may be on somebody's top three uh so a little spoiler alert to to come for that and uh hey we do have st louis cardinal baseball to look out for tonight can adam wainwright do it in st louis can he win a number 200 we'll see and we'll hear tonight 5.50 will begin the pregame show start. 6.35 for the game or broadcast starting off a four-game set with the Milwaukee Brewers. But all eyes are on St. Louis for Wainwright to potentially get to finally get to win number 200 there in St. Louis tonight. But, you know. Listen to it here on 98.9, mm-hmm. the game instead. 
All right, so we got an absolutely loaded show to uh, recap on a, a loaded Monday. So, uh, of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, Topless State Bank. And, of course, if you don't catch us here live on the air for the uh, next hour, you can catch the uh, podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast iTunes, Spotify, and the website fmradio.com. All right, we got lots to get into today, so uh, let's get it started and let's hit it up on this Monday. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in high school football from Friday night. We're starting off with our two teams that we carried over on a Jack FM and a WCRA. And we'll start off there in Jack FM as Dominic and I were at Mattoon. And it was FEM picking up the win. And they bounced back as they also picked up the conference opener as well against the Green Wave. And the final ended up being 42-21. to uh, 21. And uh, it was all about that second quarter, really. The points were just coming fast and uh, furious there. 35 combined points were scored in that second quarter wow. alone, Eric. And we thought we were in store for a uh, shootout there as the uh, uh, score with uh, Mattoon just getting in before halftime uh, was 28-21. Uh, at that point, and uh, everyone thought, well, you know, we're in for a lot of points being scored in the second half. Not so much. FEM, they only put up a score in the third quarter and of the fourth quarter, so some defensive adjustments uh, were made from that aspect. And, uh, of course, it was Matt Toon's homecoming, so they were looking to uh, perform well in front of the home crowd, and things didn't start off so well for the uh, Green Wave as uh, they turn the ball over on their first offensive play Ooh. after receiving the opening kickoff there. And then uh, FEM would turn that into a six points. So FEM would uh, score early on with a one-yard QB sneak by Gage Gillum. And that put them on top of seven to two a zero for the Hearts. And after a couple of possessions, some trading uh, punts, I believe, and it was a uh, Mattoon with a, a deep strike from Slater Trayer to a uh, Galvin Klein as Klein just got behind the Hearts defense, and that ended up evening the uh, score at uh, seven there. And then that's when both teams would uh, light up the scoreboard as uh, FEM would get another rushing touchdown from Gillum in that quarter. And then uh, Weldon Dunstan would take a short yard touchdown, all set up by a 50-yard pass play from uh, Gillum to Colton Webb to set things up. And that was 21-7 to at that point. And then the uh, Green Wave uh, would respond. Both teams would trade interceptions. Uh, Donaldson picked off a tip to Green Wave pass, only for FEM to throw one of their own, which ended up being intercepted by the opposing quarterback, Treyer there and uh, then Mattoon scored a couple of times FEM uh, scored another time on an 11 yard touchdown to uh, Brody Belcher uh, from Gillum that made it 28-14 and then right before the uh, second half to, could come to a close with .2 seconds left ended up being Mattoon scoring again 28-21 but unfortunately 
second half adjustments for Mattoon as that was the only points that they would have for the remainder of the night that was shut out there in the uh, second half. And uh, Gillum would get in for another touchdown early in the fourth quarter for his third rushing touchdown of the night. And then uh, Dunstan would break off a 35-yarder for his second score of the night as well to make it 42-21 to 21 final for FEM picking up their second win of the season. They're back at 500-2-2 two and, two, and picking up 1-0 in the Apollo to start off conference play of the season. So FEM bouncing back and picking up a win 42-21 over Matt Toon. Yeah, and a big win for FEM. FEM needed to get a win here on Friday night. They needed to try and build some momentum. We'll be talking later on in the week, Travis, about playoffs, positioning, who's in good shape, who could be better. Where does FEM fall in that? You'll find out a little bit later on this week. But All right, talking playoffs. Right, Travis, we are more than a third of the way through the season. I know. Yeah, I we guess that's true. five weeks left of mm-hmm. football. That's it. Yeah, of regular I guess that's true. Of regular season football. Yep. So we got we got to start talking about it because after this week, there are teams that will become playoff eligible. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Have the chance to. Yep. Very, very possible. And I did see IHSA posted the playoff hopefuls and – uh, stuff like that for uh, classification and everything. So uh, we'll be exploring that. And, yeah, it was uh, great for FEM to uh, get back on the right track, as uh, Coach Hef uh, talked about uh, the disappointing performance and the effort and whatnot from uh, two weeks ago. It's modern day, so this was uh, good to get back on, on the right track, and this was a start in doing that uh, for uh, FEM. Uh, there, but Mattoon on the other side, they fall two and one and three on the season. They did have some pa- pass plays that that worked, and they took a couple of deep shots on some corner routes that uh, seemed to uh, catch the defense off guard, but uh, couldn't connect on them. Um, so, uh, fortunately, the Green Wave just couldn't make any plays there in the in the second half um, to continue. But I was a little bit, you know, Mattoon was keeping it right with them there in that uh, second quarter. Uh, just couldn't put it all together in the second half there. And uh, FEM stays in Coles County this week as uh, they'll be traveling to Charleston mm-hmm. to take on uh, the uh, Trojans. We'll see what they did on a Friday night coming up here in a second. And then uh, Matt Toon, uh, they fall to 1-3 and three and 0-1 and in the Apollo. And uh, they have to travel as well. And they'll travel to Mount Zion this upcoming week to take on the Braves. And we'll see what Mount Zion did in their game with a battle of defeated coming up here in just a second. And over on a WCRA, Eric was over in a Villa Grove, and it was a Cumberland coming in into a Villa Grove and a taking this one in a low-scoring affair, 18-2-7 was the final score. Cumberland picking up win number three on the year over the Blue Devils with an 18-7 final. Yeah, and it was kind of a defensive battle, Travis. Neither team could really offensively get the momentum going. Cumberland scored first, 419 in the first quarter. Um, it was Blake McMeekin, one of his two touchdowns on the night. Um, and then it wasn't until 605 left in the half, Cumberland would score again um, to make it 12 nothing. Villa Grove scored right before the end of the half, made it uh, 12 to 7 at the half because Cumberland had an extra point blocked on their first touchdown. Went for two, missed the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. So that made it 12-7 to seven at the half. Um, and then through the third quarter, both teams traded possessions. Cumberland forced a turnover. Um, but what really defined this game and ended this game was Cumberland went on a drive late in the third quarter, Travis. It went 16 plays, 
82 yards and ate up 11 minutes and 15 seconds of the clock. I mean, think about it. They play 12-minute quarters. That is basically the entire fourth quarter Cumberland held the ball. Now, they started the drive a little bit before the end of the third. Mm. So they ended up scoring with 332 left in the game. Mm. And, I mean, you made it a two-possession game at that point. And talking with Coach afterwards, he said, that warms my heart to hear you say that. (laughs) Because what is the one thing, Travis, there have been two things we've been harping on the Pirates all season long. Penalties and turnovers. Yeah. You can't have a long drive like that if you keep making penalties. You can't have a long drive like that if you have turnovers. Friday night, the Pirates, zero turnovers. Didn't turn the ball over once. Hmm. That right there shows what they can do. They managed this game. They got the lead because I I said it at the half. 12-7 is a scary lead to have because a touchdown, you're behind. Yeah. That's that's not a comfortable feeling. Yes, you're leading, but – you're one score ahead. That's it. Yeah. And especially Villagrove started out the third quarter with the football. So the defense stepped up, made a stop, and then Cumberland just went to work with that offense. They get three yards here, four yards here, three yards. They weren't busting out big plays, but they were doing enough to keep drives going and just kept eating away at the clock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, they, they, you know, after they scored, made it 18-7, you're up two possessions. It's an 11-point game with three and a half minutes left. Villagrove still with two timeouts left, so they still have a shot at getting it. And then Cumberland just kicked it. They were trying – I talked to Coach after the game, trying to kick it hard into the ground because Carter, um, for Villagrove, Mason Carter, returned a, a kickoff earlier in the game all the way back to about the 50-yard line. So they were trying to avoid kicking it to him because he's shown he can bust mm-hmm. off a good return. And unfortunately – it hit off a of Villagrove's player's hand. Grant Kaiser grabbed it for the Pirates, and Cumberland had it first and ten on the Villagrove forty, hmm. with three and a half minutes left, and they just kept eating up that clock. Villagrove did get the ball back on a turnover on downs, but there was about a minute ten left. Yeah, basically and at that point, nothing. Nothing you left. Know, down by eleven, you got to score, and then you still have to get the onside kick, and then you still have to score again. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pirate defense would um, make the stop there. So yeah, now Cumberland three and one on the season, like you said. Tough matchup on Friday night, taking on undefeated Arthur. Arthur, yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the big thing for the Pirates, Travis, 198 yards on the ground, only 253 yards total for the Pirates. Not a whole lot of yardage, mm-hmm. um, but no turnovers. That's the key thing. One penalty for five yards. That's it. Pirates had 19 first downs, Travis. That's a oh, lot yeah. of first downs. That's grinding. Yeah, when you have when you grind out a 16 play mm-hmm. drive, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll do it. So Cumberland <laughs> gets the win. Uh, the defense looked good as well. They held Villagrove to 171 total yards of offense. So uh, definitely a good showing from the defense and the the offense protected the football, did what they needed to do. They didn't need a home run. They just hit you know back to back to back to back to back to back singles. And you can still score that way, too. Yeah. So, uh, Just keep the line moving, I yep, guess, from yep. that point of view. And that's exactly what they did. Blake McMeekin, 30 carries, Travis, for 164 yards. The workhorse. 30 carries, 30 164 carries. yards, two catches for 18 yards, and he was one for one throwing the football for 15 yards. Second game in a row, he's had a pass uh, ah. completed. So... 
coming and throwing a wrinkle in. Yeah, look out for that trick play. Yeah, I talked to Coach <laughs> post game, and he said, you know, hey, you got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. That's true. And Blake is our playmaker, and mm, however yeah. we can get him the ball is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so Cumberland, they uh, bounce back, and a uh, big one coming up on uh, mm-hmm. Friday there. So uh, definitely uh, we'll be talking about that game more, and yep. uh, we'll be talking to uh, both coaches again on the uh, program. Got uh, Coach Jefferson later on in the week, and, of course, always hit up Coach Watkins as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, on the other side of Villa Grove, they're one and three on of the year now, unfortunately, and they face all the heavy hitters at the top of the LPC already. Sullivan, Arthur, Cumberland haven't fared so well. So uh, one and three can't have any more slip-ups or very many more slip-ups uh, along the way. Uh, they'll be taking on Arcola coming up this week, and we'll also be hitting up Coach Wilson as well to talk about uh, that matchup the Purple Riders. So uh, we'll take a look at all the other action, including Arthur, Arcola, and everything else coming up in uh, just a second after we hear from our sponsors coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. JR Collision, five stores strong. From St. Louis, Effingham, Shelbyville, Greenville, and Teotopolis, we want to say thank you for letting us be a part of your communities. We would like to invite everyone to stop by our shops so we can show you around. Let us answer any questions you have about any of the repair procedures, scans, or calibrations that may be required to get your vehicle back to the safe vehicle you purchased. Whether you are a customer already or just curious, please stop by any of our JR locations. JR Collision Centers, 877-525-5722. Mammograms save lives, but some are unable to afford the exam. Mums for Moms will change that. 10-inch mums, grown by our very own Jeff Nally, will be for sale in the HSHS St. Anthony's Memorial Hospital, Women's Wellness Center parking lot, at 900 West Temple Avenue in Effingham on Wednesday, October 4th, starting at 7 a.m. Proceeds help women in need by providing support and resources during their treatment. The Women's Wellness Center will be offering exams or appointments. So come by, get that mammogram you've been putting off, or just buy a mum to honor a special lady. Mums for Moms is made possible by St. Anthony's Women's Wellness Center and these caring sponsors. John Boots Factory Showroom and Outlet, Milano and Grundle Engineers, Beecher City Food Liner, Eubingers Furniture, Barlow Lock and Security, The Country Closet, Andy's HealthSmart Pharmacy, First National Bank of Brownstown, Kirby Foods Effingham, Wenty Plumbing, Wabash Communications Fiber, Sloan's Auto Body and Repair, Washington Savings Bank, Home Farmers Mutual, First State Bank of Beecher City, Fox Holler Coffee, and Tatopolis State Bank. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. 
Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. And now. And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that earlier. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, uh, the game, ESPN Radio. Just got done uh, talking about FEM and uh, Cumberland uh, from uh, Friday night. Let's take a look at uh, the rest of the high school games from uh, Friday evening, week number four. And uh, still in the Apollo, it was uh, Muhammad Seymour getting uh, the uh, win, ending Charleston's winning streak that they had going on, dating back from uh, last season. And Muhammad improves to a three and one on the season. And then this is win number three in a row. So it's a win streak for the uh, Bulldogs there. And this was uh, dire for Muhammad. He had a great game again on the quarterback position, 17 of 22, 318 yards, three touchdowns. And Long had a touchdown catch. Pagel had a couple of those receiving touchdowns as well. And the score was, final score was a little deceiving. This was 43 to nothing in the third quarter. So uh, Charleston uh, scoring some uh, late there to make it a little bit more uh, respectable. But uh, still, it looks like Muhammad with a convincing win. We saw we talked about it last week about Charleston can make a statement of, you know, they were for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also Muhammad, another on the other side, they made a statement that the Apollo still runs through them, and they've been really impressive. I know that they had a little controversial loss in week one, but then they've righted the ship now three in a row, and they came out and made a statement on Friday that, hey, we're not going anywhere in the top of the Apollo. Yeah, and I – Travis, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Muhammad looks really good lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. Yeah, Dyer's been playing uh, good under center there for the Bulldogs. And let's see. Uh, they will come up. They will face Taylorville mm-hmm. up next at home. Uh, speaking of uh, Taylorville, this was a battle of undefeated. Zane Mount Zion ended up getting this one 28-6. Uh, was the uh, final score. So Mount Zion approves to a 4-0 on the year. McCoby Adams got the uh, scoring started early with a, a one-yard touchdown run that was set up by a big pass to uh, Braden Trimble. And then uh, Taylorville actually took the lead in the – or actually tried to uh, tie it up there in the uh, second. Baron Odom had a, a touchdown pass, but they failed on the two-point conversion. So uh, they trailed a 7-2-6. And unfortunately, that was the only thing for the Tornadoes. 
there the whole game. A couple of quick scores before the half. Adams hit Graham McAtee two times to uh, take the lead at 21 to a six entering the locker room. And then McCoby Adams would add another passing touchdown to a Trimble that made it the uh, final score 28 to a six. So Mount Zion wins the battle of undefeateds 28 to six there against Taylorville. Yeah. A good, good game. Uh, you know, I'll talk more about Taylorville a little bit later on in the show, Travis. And then next week, I'm like I mentioned, they're traveling to Muhammad, but then also uh, they're traveling to FEM the week mm-hmm. after that. So pivotal couple weeks there for the Tornadoes. Yep. Rubber meets the road. And then um, Mount Zion, they host Mattoon, and then it's on the road to Muhammad Seymour. So uh, that's going to be a juicy matchup coming up in a couple weeks there in the uh, Lincoln Prairie other action uh, from there speaking of the Purple Riders uh, they uh, bounced back after losing a couple in a row they went over Tri-County a 21 to a 12 was the final score there so virtually Tri-County falling to 0 and 4 on the uh, season there so Purple Riders bounce back and get the Much dub. needed victory for Arcola. Yeah, and yep. they got uh, next couple weeks, they got Villa Grove this week and then Cumberland mm-hmm. after that, and they still have to face Arthur yep. as well. So that's the road ahead for Arcola down the line. Uh, Sullivan, they just keep it going, and they just keep it rolling, and uh, they approved to a 4-0 and on the season, and they won 41-6 to over Argenta. And Argenta, after picking up the uh, win against Arcola last week. Uh, they end up falling here in a big way. Uh, Sullivan, they only led 20-6 to six at the half. Uh, Fryman was one of the leading uh, rushers. Uh, he had 11 carries, 163 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Christensen was 6 for 11, 204 yards, and three scores as well. And Bollinger, a couple of catches, a couple of touchdowns, mm-hmm. 91 yards receiving for uh, him. So Sullivan, Four and zero now on the season, matching last year's win total already this season. So, uh, Sullivan off into an excellent start there. They got Sarah Gordo coming up this upcoming week. And uh, let's see, it was uh, Arthur getting the win over Sagamon Valley, fifty-five to fourteen. So, uh, the Knights improved to a four and zero for the first time since two thousand and four. With the win over Sagamon Valley, and they led 21 to a seven at the half, and a lot of people got in the end zone for them rushing the football. Seems to be the name of the game for Arthur once again this season. A Parsons was over 100 yards and a touchdown. Waldrop was over 100 yards. He had a couple scores. Uh, Maddox Sturrett has been great defensively for them. He had 21 tackles in wow. the game, plus two touchdowns on the evening as well. So he had himself a night there against uh, Sagamon Valley. So uh, big matchup coming up this week, though, with Arthur and Cumberland. Mm -hmm. That should be fun. So we'll wait to preview that later in the week. And it was Nokomis picking up the win as they improved to 2-2. And and they got this one 46-7 over Sarah Gordo, who Sarah Gordo drops to Mm 1-3. On the season, Nakomas uh, though they got Arthur Sullivan Cumberland still left yeah, on the schedule. Yeah, they got schedule, uh, schedule still Oof. left. But hey, uh, 
they improved the two and two yep. this yep. week. And the uh, little Illini, and it's a three-game win streak now for Mount Carmel as uh, they picked up a another dub as they improved to three and one on the season, and they took down Newton forty-one to a seven. And the Eagles unfortunately fall to zero and four on the year. And also in this game, Blaine Sisson became the Mount Carmel all-time career yards leader. And 6,783 yards and accounting for the uh, SIU product ah, for the Aces. Yes, very good. So, very good. A lot of yards in his high school I career. I look forward to seeing him at uh, U of I. No, he's going to SIU. Carbondale. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm at SIU, Travis. I wish. Um, no. He's, he's going to be a Saluki. That's where all the good players go. Hey, I think they ended up winning. They, Travis, be on my top three. Okay, Don't you worry. so I won't spoil anymore. Don't you worry. And yeah, you as well. Yes. <laughs> Man, I wish uh, someone else <laughs> got a win this weekend, too. That would have been on my top oh, three. Yeah, it would have. But eh, not to oh, be. Wow. Not to be. Hey, this one was uh, really nice to see on a Friday roll in the final. It was a Marshall. They did it. They finally broke the streak. 29 a game, a losing streak is over. Yep. The last win was Done. on October 11th, 2019 until Friday as they picked up the 12 to 6 victory over Alney. So uh, Marshall, big ups, big congrats. Yep. Snapping that win streak. Winning's got to feel good uh, today here on this Monday. It has to, Travis. And congratulations to those kids there in Marshall working hard on it. So that was a happy bus ride back oh, home. Oh, it had to be. Had to be. Yeah, so congratulations. Super excited uh, about that. Unfortunately on the other side, Alney falls to 0 and four yeah. on the air now. So yeah. mm. uh, let's see. And they got Newton this week. Someone's getting their first win, Travis. That's true. Someone's going to get the first win this week. They still got Mount Carmel and Casey, though, on the schedule. Yeah. All in the any shot of the playoffs got to win out. No, not happening, Travis. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. Spoiler it's alert for later Mount on this Carmel week on my Casey. playoff outlook. Newton, only Robinson, none of them making the playoffs. Ooh, yeah. LIC. Mm. Weak. Uh, speaking of Robinson, they also fell to 0 and 4, and they fell to reach the end zone as well because uh, Casey pitched a shutout. Another one, third shutout mm-hmm. already. Three out of the four games have been uh, shutouts, and uh, it was uh, Newton picking up a score there. But that's it, all for the Warriors' defense, and so they're 4 and 0 for the first time uh, since 2014 for Casey. And then uh, the big matchup of this week will be Lawrenceville as Lawrenceville picked up the win 20-13 to over Paris. So Paris falls to 2-2, two and two, and Lawrenceville improves to 4-0. And it's also the best start since 2014 as well. Mm-hmm. And this week, Battle of Undefeateds there in Lawrenceville on a Saturday afternoon. Ooh. Casey, Lawrenceville, 4-0 versus 4-0. Take a road trip, Travis. You know... Early on in the week, I'm I'm contemplating it. <laughs> Honestly, contemplating it. I mean, you what could, am I? What you, else am I doing? You could go. You could go somewhere else on a Saturday to watch football, but you want to see good teams play. So yeah, probably why would I do that? When I want to see Florida Atlantic play. I mean, they're better, aren't they? I, I mean, <laughs> the basketball team is the greatest basketball team on earth. I do know that. So. Uh, Central Illinois Conference, it was uh, Clinton pulling out the win, 28-20 over Central A&M. So 
Clint improves to two and two. A and M falls to a two and two. This was another back and forth game for the Raiders. Unfortunately, they come out on the losing side this time around. Uh, Damery uh, he had a rushing touchdown to get the scoring started. Clinton then punched back and they tied it up of their own. A&M pulled ahead, 41-yard rushing touchdown by Purcell. And then on the first play of the third quarter offensively for Clinton, 70-yard touchdown run for Dawson Graves, and that ended up tying it up at 14. Then A&M responded again with another Purcell touchdown, and then Clinton right back with another haymaker uh, there, and they took the lead 21-20 due to the missed extra point by A&M. And then uh, both teams would trade turnovers in the fourth quarter, and Clinton would add a late score there for the eight-point win over A&M. Yeah, good win for Clinton. Yeah. And, again, it was, seemed like an exciting game mm-hmm. uh, there. Unfortunately, it's time A&M didn't pull out the dub. Yep. Uh, Shelbyville, they put up the points over at Tuscola, and uh, they win here f- and improve to 4-0 on the season, 50-28. to was the uh, final score, and it was uh, Tuscola striking first. They led seven nothing, but then the Rams responded quickly. But the conversion was no good, so they still trailed seven to six. But that's okay because it was twenty-two straight points for Shelbyville to close out the first quarter. They won, or they uh, led after the first quarter, twenty-two to seven. Then Tuscola cut the deficit there to just two points, but then Shelbyville with an important score. Right before the half, it was 28-20, to 20, and it was all Shelbyville from there. It ended up being 28 straight points since Tuscola cut it to just two points. And so they get the win 50-28 to 28 there for Shelbyville. So back-to-back seasons starting off 4-0 for the Rams. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also put up their biggest point output this season as of yet so far. We'll hear from Coach Duckett coming up later on in the podcast about the dub. And also it was Warrensburg-Latham getting the win over Macon Meridian. And the scores were initially reported that it was reversed as uh, Macon. Uh, I thought that they won, but oh, it was uh, initially reported. So, And I went back to confirm Warrensburg-Latham ended up taking the win. I was going to say, that would have been an upset among upsets. Yeah, I thought so. And when I uh, went to double check, uh, sure enough, uh, Warrensburg picked up the win 20-16. to 16 over Meridian. So Meridian one and three now and Warrenburg Warrensburg two and two. Mm-hmm. They got face Shelbyville upcoming this week though. Mm-hmm. And finally in the South Central, it was Vandelia with the win over Piasol. Getting revenge of that upset or loss last season for the Vandals. And it was a forty one and nineteen final and Vandelia really took advantage of Piasol's turnovers. Five first half turnovers for the Birds Four lost fumbles, one interception, including on the opening kickoff that the Vandals turned into six points, a 23-yard run by Andrew Kelly. 91 seconds into the game, Vandalia had the 7 nothing lead. Oh, that's not a good start. And it was on from there, 34-7 yeah. to seven at halftime, the mm. score was. Uh, Kelly ended up the game 26 carries, 217 yards, four touchdowns on the ground alone, and he was also 13 of 17, 210 yards through the air. And a couple of touchdown passes, both to Connor DePew there, who had three receptions and 128 total yards 
uh, there. And uh, those stats coming from I-70 Sports with Thank our friend much, from Todd, Todd Stapleton down in Vandalia. Uh, Pena, they improved to a 4-0. They keep it going. 55-20 to was the final score over North Mac. So North Mac falls to 1-3 and on the season there. And uh, Carlinville, they picked up the win over Staunton, 46-14. Cavaliers snapped a mini two-game slide. Uh, and, of course, it was back-to-back -back losses against Pena and Vandalia. But again, back in the win column there to push their record to 500. Staunton falls to 1-3. and three. Hillsborough picked up a lot of points against Gillespie. 62-17 to 17 was the final there. Uh, Hillsborough improves to a 2-2. Two and two, and uh, Gillespie falls to 0-4. Oh uh, Hillsborough's got Litchfield this upcoming week, but then then they go on the three-week gauntlet against Pena, Vandalia, and Carlinville. And finally, Greenville got the win over Litchfield as the Comets approved to a 4-0. They went 34-20. Back-to-back seasons, they've started at 4-0 this week. They're at Pena, and then the following, Vandalia, Carlinville after that for the uh, Comets. And we all know what they did last season, well documented on the uh, show. So uh, we'll see what they can do against an undefeated matchup against Pena this upcoming Friday. All right, so that's a look at the local football scores and a recap of week four. We'll be talking to area coaches about some of those games and previewing their upcoming matchups later on in the week, including Coach Duckett coming up in the podcast today but right now we got to talk some more local sports that didn't involve the uh, pigskin and that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the starting lineup more local sports the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back hey son how are you feeling uh, i'm fine pops what's on your mind i just i can't explain it when your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Totally changed my life. It's amazing. I don't have any cravings. You want to quit, but have found it impossible. This is the thing for you. I have absolutely no craving. It's the darndest thing I have ever seen in my life. It's not for entertainment. It's for results. Do it. It works. Period. You've tried everything else. You need to come and try this. Stop smoking. Lose weight now without cravings, irritability, or your money back. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight, stop smoking, feel great for only $49.99 guaranteed. Saturday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight loss seminar at 11.30 a.m., registration at 10.30 a.m. Stop smoking seminar at 2 p.m., registration at 1.30. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. That's right, that's markpatrickseminars.com. 
Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham is clearing out the 2023 models to make way for the new hot arrivals from 2024. Now's the chance to score incredible savings on remaining 2023 models. Whether it's a Chevrolet or Toyota, we've got fantastic offers waiting just for you. Don't miss out. Swing by today and drive home in your dream car from Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham or danheck.com online. And now. So we teased it all show. Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay. We have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Cry, Sports Center update. St. Louis City SC stole a point on the road with a 1-1 draw against the Houston Dynamo at Shell Energy Stadium on Saturday. City remain in first place with 49 points. They host LAFC on Wednesday. Mizzou Tigers pulled off a 30-27 upset over previously ranked number 15 Kansas State on Saturday. The team stayed within seven points of one another throughout the entire game as it was a late field goal that got Mizzou the win. Missouri fans rushed the field after the game and the school was fined $100,000 by the SEC for the infraction. The Tigers are 3-0 heading into a game against Memphis on Saturday. Other college football action over the weekend. Lindenwood beat Western Illinois 43-40. SIU, we'll talk about in a little bit, got a win as did E. IU as well. The Cubs are on a five-game losing streak following a 6-2 loss to the Diamondbacks in Arizona, and you can forget playing in October if you are Chicago. They're only a uh, half game ahead of Cincinnati for the final wildcard spot. They host Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Chicago Sky's run in the WNBA playoff has come to a quick end as the Sky lost Las Vegas 92-70 in Game 2 of the first round at McLeod Ultra Arena. Sky were down by 15 at the half and weren't able to get back into the game. Sky were swept in the best of three series and now head into the offseason. Chicago Fire FC picked up a point with a nil-nil draw against Montreal on Saturday. The Fire are 10th place in the Eastern Conference with 8 wins, 9 draws, and 11 losses. They visit Columbus on Wednesday. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center read. They're throwing that in with the Cubs. I mean, hey, I've seen people online saying they got their Cubs ready for October, and they mean they're mowers because that's the only Cub that's going to uh, be playing and being used in October. Uh. <laughs> Don't believe you'll only be let down. Hey, that's the beauty about sports. Sometimes that happens. You get caught up in it. No. And this is what happens. This is why we quit talking baseball now. Baseball is over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Baseball is over. Uh, yeah. The, one of the best times of the year is uh, coming back, though, with the uh, postseason and everything. And it's, it's always nice to uh, have no stress about the postseason. Basketball is coming up. That's what you're talking it about. It is, yeah. I'll be Had here someone asked you know me it. when our first Illinois basketball game was. I was like, we just started football, man. I haven't <laughs> looked at basketball yet. Well, I mean, the first one everyone's talking about is the exhibition game with yeah, Kansas. Yeah, but I don't know if we're broadcasting that. So that's what they were wanting to know. Mm. First game we are broadcasting. Gotcha. Field hasn't given that information to us yet. Gotcha. Still early. We're still in football mode. So, yep. uh, But we're not talking about football this segment. We're talking no. about some uh, local sports that happened on Friday and uh, Saturday as well and gave stuff for the schedule today. Uh, first, a few games from uh, Friday on the baseball diamond. It was Altima 
winning in a walk-off over CHBC. The final was a 3-2. to two. Uh, Melville got the win for the Indians there. He went four innings, giving up four hits, a couple uh, three walks, four strikeouts uh, there. And it was uh, Kaden Miller with a couple RBIs and the walk-off hit to give Altamont the uh, dub. It was a St. Anthony getting the win over uh, Totopolis, uh, 10 to 4. Brock Fierde went six innings, giving up four runs, four hits. Three of those uh, four runs were earned. Three walks, eight strikeouts there, and Warman takes a loss for uh, the uh, shoes. And Brock Fierde also had three RBIs to lead the Bulldogs there to the win. It was Dietrich over uh, Brownstown, a five to one. Westendorf with a complete game, a seven inning, uh, only giving up one run, five hits, seven strikeouts, and three walks there. And Atwood takes the loss for Brownstown, and it was South Central over Nioga, five to a zero. Uh, Smith nearly went a complete game, but he went six and two thirds innings, only giving up four hits, no runs, six walks, and st- six strikeouts uh, there. In uh, Boys of Golf uh, on Friday at the Mount Zion 10 Cup Invitational, it was Mount Zion finishing in first place as they shot a 217. Charleston was in second, 223, and FEM finished in third place with a 226 uh, there on the uh, links. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday, a busy day there in Louisville in the North Calais tournament, it was North Calais picking up the win over Topless 2-0 in game one. In game two, Altman also got a, a shutout over Nioga for a 2-0 there. Eli Millers almost finished off the complete game, but six and two-thirds innings only giving up a couple hits, a couple walks in, 15 strikeouts uh, there. And Elaman Schultz gets credit for the RBIs for Altman. Then in a game of three in the uh, third-place game, it was Topless winning over Nioga, 10-2-0. Uh, Gaddis. He got the win for the shoes going five innings and strike count seven. And uh, Niebuhr had a home run and three RBIs as well for the shoes. In the championship game, though, it was Altamont winning over North Clay, a 6-2-3. Stimke gets the win on the mound. He goes five in a two-thirds innings, giving up four hits, three runs. Only one of them was earned, four walks and three strikeouts. And Jones takes the loss for the uh, Cardinals. And it was uh, Schultz, three RBIs for the Indians to lead the way. Elam also had a uh, pair, and Kaden Miller picked up an RBI as well. Zimdars and Walden were the RBIs for North Clay there. So Altima winning the championship game mm-hmm. there for the North Clay tournament this year. In junior high baseball, Sigel St. Michael Regional. It was Sigel getting the win over Noon St. Thomas, 7-6, so pulling off the seed upset there. It was Paris Crestwood over Ma- uh, Mattoon St. John, 3-2. to two. It was St. Anthony over Altamont and a Sacred Heart over Okaw Valley. Both were 15 to nothing scores in the St. Anthony Regional. In a Class 2A, we had a Sullivan get the win over Warrens or Latham, 9 nothing. Moreau Forsyth defeated Argenta, 12-2. In the KZ Regional, it was Newton Jasper County over Red Hill, 9-3. And KZ over Cumberland, 5-4. And in the Topless Regional, it was Diedrich over South Central, 10-0. And Topless defeating Stewart's and Strasburg, 12-2-0. And in 3A, the Mount Zion Regional, it was Charleston over Mount Zion, 7-1. FEM Regional, it was FEM over Pena, 7-5. And Taylorville over Greenville, 7-2 there. In uh, softball, it was the St. Elmo sectional championship, and it was South Central. They move on to uh, state as they took down Paris Crestwood by the final of 2-2-0. Two, uh, two, uh, 
and the state tournament will be uh, this Friday and a Saturday. Uh, there, so uh, it was uh, Carrollton St. John over Central A&M, one to nothing in the uh, sectional championship. There, uh, it was in the Moreau Forsyth sectional championship. It was Monticello over Sullivan, seven six. It was the Cumberland sectional championship. It was New- Newton Jasper County in the win over Casey, four to three, to advance to a state. And in the uh, Champaign Edison sectional championship, it was Charleston. Over Champaign Jefferson, 15 to 0 in five innings to advance to the state tournament there in 3A. In volleyball, we had uh, North Clay win the uh, Flora Round Robin Invitational there. They got wins over Sisney, Flora, Dietrich, and Christ Our Rock Lutheran there to take the uh, championship. In the Vandalia Tournament, it was a, a good showing by uh, South Central as uh, they took wins over Vandalia, East Allenwood River, Salem, and uh, then they fell in the uh, championship match to Carlisle, though. So South Central still got second place on the afternoon, 27-25, 25-23. They lost the uh, championship match uh, there. And uh, CHBC, uh, they uh, had a win over New Athens, but then fell against Hillsborough, Carlisle, and Salem in the tournament. In the Charleston Invitational, it was FEM also putting out a, a good, good showing as well. They got wins over Decatur MacArthur, Charleston, Mattoon, Carbondale, and they also uh, matched up in one of the earlier games. I think it was the second game for the Hearts, but they fell to Highland 25-17, 25-17 in both matches. And so them and Highland both had four and one records, uh, so they tied for first place. But Highland won the tiebreaker due to point differential for them. So uh, FEM technically second place in the Charleston invite. Uh, Cumberland, they picked up a couple of wins on, in the New Berlin tournament on day number two over Lincolnwood and Piasaw. They fell to a Greenfield, though, in a three sets there for the Pirates. In a boys' golf in the Paris Invitational, it was a St. Anthony uh, shooting a, a 309 to take first place, and the JV squad for the Bulldogs also finished in second place there. They had a 3 at 22 there. Charleston, Topless Paris rounded out the top five. There and Ryan Schmidt was one of the low men there for St. Anthony and Lane Ludwig also was both with 75s to finish one and two at the top there. In soccer, it was all knee over St. Anthony, eight to one, and Topolis with a shout out over Carlisle, six to a zero. Mattoon over uh, Mount Zion over Mattoon over three to two, and it was FEM over Taylorville, seven to a zero. Uh, Muhammad over Bloomington, a 5-2-0. to a zero. And a tennis, the topless, was a first place in the Paris doubles tournament. And in cross country, it was, uh, let's see here, in the Albany Invitational, it was FEM finishing in first place on the uh, girls' side. And Albany Carterville rounded out the uh, top three uh, there. And Jessica Larson's for FEM finished in the top three in individuals there and on the boys side uh, highest finisher for the local team is Newton who finished in fourth place there and uh, for the uh, full results go to the website fmradio.com they have all the complete results for the all in the invitational there and a few more there that I didn't uh, wasn't able to get to uh, local sports schedule for today Christ our Rock Lutheran there at St. Anthony North Clay hosting Woodlawn which is two straws at South Central uh, Odin is at Topless and uh, 
the start of the EIC tournament as it's the number one seed CHBC there against the three seed Mulberry Grove at 415 in Beecher City and the two seed of Brownstown St. Elmo against the four seed of Ramsey also at 415 at a Brownstown today. In a junior high baseball, those regional championships will happen. Sigel St. Michael against Paris Crestwood at 4.30. St. Anthony Regional Championships, St. Anthony against Sacred Heart at 4 o'clock. Dietrich at Topolis at 4.30. And in the Casey Regional Championship, Newton Jasper County against Casey at 4.30. And Effiem versus Taylorville at 4 o'clock for the Regional Championship. We also got volleyball tonight. Boys golf, soccer, Cross country, tennis, all happening today as well. So go over to the website, fmradio.com, and check that out over there for the whole schedule. But we're up against the clock, and we need to uh, close things out with the top three from the uh, sports weekend that's been referenced quite a bit here already. So we'll finally get the complete list coming up to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Mike Greenberg. Green. Alabama was two plays away from a perfect season. I'm not here to tell you Alabama is right where they want to be or anything like that or that you should be satisfied or anything. I know the mentality of the fans in that part of the country. But what I'm saying is you write off Alabama at your own peril. I am most certainly not going to do that with you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham's source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now... Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original. Not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now, that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9, just a, a little bit longer. And uh, we need to close things out here with the top three uh, from the uh, sports weekend. So uh, let's go. Let's get to it. And now it's time for the top three. Top three from the uh, sports weekend, of course, in a no particular order here. But I'll start off with Amaya number three and the referee in the Lions of Seahawks game. Geno Smith was trying to talk to him, but he was trying to talk to America here. As funny little soundbite there of telling him that I'm talking to America here. Please, excuse me. 
I like that. America was not watching the Seahawks Lions game, just Gino so you know. Smith just needs to be quiet. He just keeps getting people in trouble every time he tries to talk on the field. Hot mic. I know. Uh, my number one we already talked about Cubs getting swept 7 and 10 in September, five straight losses. Goodbye, playoffs. Oof. I don't think it's quite that. Goodbye, playoffs. <laughs> I think it's quite that. There yet, but we don't have time to argue. The final six games are against Travis, the Braves, and the Brewers. Goodbye, playoffs. (laughs) We don't have time to debate this. Uh, My number two here in the top three was, I mean, it was the center of the college football universe, but uh, on Friday night, of course, he was in town, and he made an appearance on SmackDown. It was the megastar, The Rock. No one gets a pop like The Rock does, Mm -hmm. and what a pop on Friday night on SmackDown in Colorado. My number two, Travis, was EIU and SIU both getting wins against rivals. SIU with 11 seconds left to go, 9-yard touchdown pass, and EIU with 30 seconds to go, 25-yard touchdown pass. Good wins for both EIU and SIU, both teams. SIU 3-0 on the season, and now EIU is 2-1. Dramatic fashion. Yes. Both both teams. Awesome job there. And then uh, my uh, number three also comes, or my number one comes on uh, Sunday, and it was the Rams kicking a field goal to cover this point spread and to do the push of the point Uh. spread for no other reason. It looked like a San Francisco home game. With all the red in L.A. that's been getting talked about a lot. But, hey, they were down 10. The last second field goal pushed the seven-point spread. Go. There you go. My number one, What Travis, a cover. I was rooting so hard for Colorado State. I was right there. They were so close. Double overtime. And here everyone said they were going to get the floor swept. They were going to be swept out of Colorado, and Colorado State came out, yeah. put up a fight against Dion, and almost won that. Did. Maybe should have, but almost. Yeah. So it was a heck of a game. It was. I was rooting for Colorado State. Did you watch it? I watched part of it. <laughs> Didn't stick it out to the end. No, huh? no, I watched the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I watched the highlights time. at like one o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, but yeah. I think the game just got over yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was on Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was rooting so hard. I wanted them to prove everybody wrong. Colorado also uh, rushing the field again. Yeah, what's up with that? You don't need to rush the field because you beat it every day. Every every win, they they've set a precedent. Penalty, penalty them. Give them a fine. No, they they set a precedent. They, Missouri got fined and they beat a ranked team. Yeah, but the SEC has different rules. Well, I you don't can't care. have fun in the SEC. Fine, Colorado. They're supposed to win. It took double uh, overtime. You have nothing to celebrate. It was a rivalry you game. You have nothing to celebrate. You it was beat a, a rivalry team you're game. You're supposed Eric. to beat by 36, Travis. You beat them in double OT. It was only a 23 point spread. Okay, you still took double OT to do it. They already set the precedent. They rushed it against Nebraska. So if I you're gonna wait every for win, to wipe the floor with them. This if week. you're gonna rush the field every time you win, then UCLA you've set a precedent. You're fine. Them. Or USC, I mean. Yeah, the next two weeks should be a real tell them. of uh, Colorado. But shut up, Dion. Uh, hey, it was it was fun while it lasted, right? We still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the pod. We got a recap, a NASCAR pick em, high school pick em. We got to get to Coach Duckett from Shelbyville. Entertainment recap, how do you like me now? Beast mode, overreactions, all coming up here on the podcast of the Start Atlanta. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Ha, 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 ha.
Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome to the podcast of the starting lineup. Eric Fry, Travis Sparks still hanging out with you. We still got a lot more to get to, a lot more to recap and talk about. Also hit up on some NFL action that happened yesterday as well. And get set for the doubleheader tonight for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Two games going simultaneously. Yeah. Same network. Makes it totally not fun. <laughs> uh, but we'll take a look at them coming up as well as everything else that we have still left on the uh, docket. But first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter that we missed that you wanted to hit up on? Yes. Connor Bedard gave Blackhawk fans a glimpse of the near future during Ugh. the Tom Corver's Cor- Prospect showcased in St. Paul over the weekend. Bedard scored three goals against the St. Louis Brews prospect team, leading Chicago to a 5 nothing win. The Blackhawks began preseason the game against the Blues September 28th, 10 days from today. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the Colts are going to be without their starting quarterback. Rookie signal caller Anthony Richardson was diagnosed with a concussion and missed the majority of Indy's 31-20 win over the Texans. Richardson appeared to hit the back of his head on the turf early in the first quarter on a 15-yard touchdown run. He remained in the game for two more possessions, but was later taken to the medical tent, eventually the locker room, for further evaluation. The 21-year-old was officially ruled out late in the second quarter. Starting center Ryan Kelly was also ruled out with a concussion in the second half of the game. So, Indy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an important injury for them. Yep. Aaron Rodgers has a shot at returning this season, Travis. Yeah, he does. That's according to ESPN, who reports it's, quote, not out of the question that the star quarterback of the New York Jets could suit up for gangrene before the season ends. Ten-time Pro Bowler tore his Achilles just four snaps into his Jets debut. Los Angeles Rams running back Cam Akers tore his Achilles in 2021 and came back in five months, which was faster than any other professional athlete who suffered the same injury. If Rodgers follows a similar timeline, he would have the opportunity to play in this season's Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yeah. So just, just got to get to the Super Bowl. Just got to get there. Just got to get there. With Zach Wilson <laughs> easier, leading the charge. Easier yes. said than done, yes. but <laughs> they just got to get there. Yep. He could be coming back. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, veteran starter on the Boston Red Sox has been shut down for the rest of the season. Corey Kluber will not pitch again after finishing his rehab session with AAA at Worcester last week. The 37-year-old is dealing with inflammation in his shoulder and will continue his recovery at home. Red Sox signed Kluber in the offseason to a one-year $10 million deal. So there is that. Also, Shohei Otani. Done for the year as well. Cleaned out his locker. I was going to say, might be done for done, good in L.A. Done for good in the L.A. Angels, at least. But yep. uh, um, and finally, the Blue Jackets' new head coach has resigned before the NHL season even started. Columbus announced on Sunday that Mike Babcock is stepping down from his position. And associate coach Pascal Vincent will promote be promoted to head coach. Babcock said continuing as head coach of the Blue Jackets was going to be, quote, too much of a distraction and wish the team well in the upcoming season. Yep. So. So much for not that big yeah. of a deal. Yep. Mm. Yep. So there you go. That is uh, that sports center. That's your sports center. Yep. Let me check ESPN. See if there's anything new that's happened since we started the show. Um. No. Mm-mm. No, I don't really. Not really. Dave Montgomery's gonna miss a couple weeks. That's something you heard. Oh, and the Rays are gonna be in St. Pete. Got a new deal for a stadium. I did. I saw that. So. I saw those renderings. Yep. That but massive place. There you go. 
So I guess that means that the Rays are not moving anytime soon if they're getting no, a new stadium. They're not. Not going anywhere. That's Sports Center. Not going anywhere. All right, so uh, let's uh, continue with uh, some high school football, and let's uh, run through the gauntlet here, and let's get to How Do You Like Me Now for week four. There we go. Gotta wait till the beat drops. And it is How Do You Like Me Now for week four. And uh, there's no real other option for me here. Uh, it's, it's Marshall mm-hmm. breaking the uh, losing streak. Yep. For the first time since 2019, picking up the win. So it was a Marshall saying, How Do You Like Us Now? Picking up the win against Olney. Couldn't agree with you more, Travis. Yeah. That, that's who, I mean, as soon as I saw that score, I'm like, That's How You Like Me Now. It's got to be. Uh, you, you can't think of anyone else. I mean, there's no one else this week that kind of, you know, really looked, not impressive is the wrong word, but just kind of surprised us with how they looked. Right. I mean, if if I wanted to, I guess Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. You could say how you like me now because they Shelbyville all season. But oh, yeah. I don't think anyone expected them to beat Tuscola that way. Wrapping up 50 points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I agree with you, Marshall. And the only other one maybe you get ahead was the other one I had in mind was Clinton, mm-hmm. who, you know, Central and Andrews beat St. T, but the Clinton doing that, and that's about it, though. Yep. Yep, I agree with you. Muhammad, that's the other one I was thinking Oh, yeah, of. Muhammad. I mean, Clinton, Clinton would have been acceptable, I think. Because I don't think anyone projected them to win that game. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. So, but Marshall's the correct answer here. Marshall, the only correct answer on agreement. On agreement here, yeah. with how do you like me now for week of three? So, we move on and we move on to the thing that we do for high school football. Pull it up. It's beast mode. Beast Mode, who is putting up the points in week four of high school football. All right, Travis, we had in the state of Illinois 44 teams on Beast Mode this week, Mm -hmm. which is down from our 51 last week. But we'll start with locally. Martinsville over to Cater Unity, 53 to nothing. Yes, that is eight man, but we still count it. Arth Longtown with Hammond over Sagamon Valley, 55 to 14. Breeze Modern Day over Madison, 52 to 18. Mm. Pena over North Mac, 55 to 20. Shelbyville over Tuscola, 50 to 28. And our biggest one of the area for the week, Hillsboro over Staunton, 62 to 17. 62 points, that's right. But not good enough for the top five of the state. So let's go to the top five. Travis, number five, Maroa over Riverton, 68 to 6. Ooh. Number four, of course, it's another week. we got to see the Byron Tigers. They beat North Boone, 69 to nothing. <laughs> That is now four straight weeks that they have been on beast mode. Man. They are, I mean, that's that's beast mode. They're just, 
They've the given entire, up 20 points all season. Yeah, entire team of beasts yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Gardner over a Walther Christian, 70 to nothing. Never heard of either of these schools, but there, there you go. Uh, Welcome to Beast Mode. Seneca over Elmwood Park, 73 to 13. And our big winner of the week, it was the Academy of Science from Wisconsin who beat Aurora Central Catholic, 78 to nothing. 78 nothing. Yep, that's our big beast of the week. Uh, second lowest uh, top beast of the week. Uh, week one, St. Lawrence beat Von Steuben. 77 to nothing. So, um, after having 80 and 92, it's kind of a, a downturn for beast mode. Yeah, it is a little bit, uh-huh. but we'll see if uh, week five we can pick it back up. <sighs> We're just gonna have to have this uh, Byron a sec, a separate segment. I know, right? I mean, they they just they they either play in a super duper weak conference up there in the north. Or they're that good. Saw them once again on, uh, my wife pointed them out to me on uh, TikTok. She saw uh, their entrance. They're the ones that come out of the big hog trailer with the offensive line. I don't know if you've seen that on social media. But they, they have a whole hog trailer, like a, a, a farm animal trailer that the entire offensive line comes out of. Yeah, with the, the truck pulling yep. it on, yep. on the track. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm sure the track coach appreciates that. He's the, also the football coach, so yes. Hmm. Yeah. It's a tradition that they've done for years. Just as long as it doesn't tear up the track, I guess. I mean, Travis, that school is built around football. It doesn't really matter about the other sports. As someone <sighs> with family up there. But I think they they um they have a running back, Travis. Mm, who is the son of a former NFL player who went to Byron as well. He was on their state championship team, so hmm. Nice. nice, but a frequent frequent visitor of Beast Mode. Yeah. Two eighty to twenty, they're outscoring people this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh Tigers of Byron. Yep. Three A. Yeah, three A. So look out. Oh yeah. Sullivan. Yep. I I was gonna look real quick at the uh box score, uh, but they don't have it, so don't have it. No. 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 That's unfortunate. Yep. We do know that uh, the team they played, North Boone, put up 88 total yards. Hmm. At least we know that. Yeah. 37 <laughs> on the ground, or 37 through the air and 51 on the ground. Mm. The whole game. Whole game there. <laughs> All right. So uh, we uh, move on. We move on uh, from uh, that, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's recap. Pick them here for high school football. Pull this one up. Week four, pick them. All righty, week four, pick them. Let's recap it. We'll start with Effingham at Matt Toon. Travis, we both went Effingham. You said 28-27. I said 29-28. So give me the bonus points there. Yep. So, give me two points for that one. Cumberland at Villa Grove. Travis went Villa Grove. I went Cumberland 24-21. It was over, but Cumberland got the win, so give me a point on that one. Yep. Tuscola at Shelbyville. We both went Shelbyville. Travis said 40-20. to I said one nothing. Shelbyville won by more than that. They had more than 40 points, so Travis gets two bonus points on that one. Mm-hmm. Muhammad at Charleston. Travis went with Muhammad 31-27, so he gets the bonus points on that one, as I went with Charleston. And took the L on that one. 
So that gets us to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Illinois, Penn State. Penn State minus 14 and a half. We both went Penn State because we're smart people. <laughs> exactly. We're fans, but we're, we're smart. We're, 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 we're smart. We know a bad team when we see one. <laughs> um, Sunday, Colts Yeesh. at Texans. Texans minus one. Travis went with the Texans. I went Colts. Colts got the win on that one. So I'll take the, the point on that one. And Bears at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Of course, we went Tampa Bay. What do you think we are? Uh, so we both got wins on there. So, Travis, yes. at this point in the season, you could have 52 points if you've been perfect all season long. You're currently in the lead with 25 points. Okay. I am four points behind you still with 21 points. So mm-hmm. there's that. Record-wise, if you were perfect, you'd be 24-0. and 0. Travis, you're currently 16-8, and 8, while I am 18-6. and 6. So... Right there, close to each other on the, the record-wise and points-wise as well. So, that is uh, that is Pick'em for the week. Pick'em for the week. All yep. right. Very, very well. All right. So, the only couple other things for high school is overreactions. Yeah. Overreactions for mm-hmm. week four. What do you got, Eric? All right. Now, usually, as you you've found out this year, I have tried to stick it with five overreactions for the week, one from each conference. Uh-huh. This week I had to go six. Okay. So I went six. So here's here's your six bonus, your bonus one. You ready, Travis? Mm-hmm. Shelbyville is going to be the only CIC playoff team. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I I just I think the other ones are just going to knock each other out. I don't I don't think that they're going to get enough wins they're all right there at the border right now we'll talk more when we talk playoffs later on but they're all right there at the border mm-hmm. i don't know if five wins is enough mm-hmm. i can see multiple teams finishing five and four but i don't know if they got the points right uh, the the points is it's concerning yeah there and yep. they will kind of kind of beat each other up a little bit mm-hmm. but mm, i don't know if i'm ready to say that quite go yet. that far yet yeah uh Next one, Pena is going to go undefeated, Travis. Yeah, I mean, I don't Pena's going to go undefeated. A, that's not really much of an overreaction. I yeah, mean, you I look at their schedule, they got a tough stretch. test this week. Right, Greenville. But after this week, the, the season looks pretty, pretty Hillsboro, nice. Gillespie, Litchfield, Staunton. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that's too far of a stretch. Nope. Uh, going back on my one from last week, Travis, Casey will not win the little line. <laughs> he went back on it. I went back on it. And here's why, Travis. You look at Casey, you look at who they've beaten this year. They've beaten nobody. They haven't been tested by anybody yet. Yeah. The, the they look really, part. really good. But they haven't faced anyone with a winning record or close to a winning record yet. Yeah, Red Hills 2-2. Two and two. That's the closest they've gotten. Mm-hmm. So. Oblong, Newton, Robinson don't have wins yet. Yep, yep. So I'll feel more confident about them when they take on uh, uh, yeah, we'll Lawrenceville. S- we'll see. Yeah, we'll see the outcome yep. of that one. Yep. Number three, Travis, our Cole is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be. I I just don't see tough. it happening for them. The the loss that they took on Friday really hurt. Um, again, not this Friday, last, last week. It really hurt them as far as points go. As far as the rest of their schedule goes, they still got to face Cumberland. Um. Do they still have Arthur on their schedule too? Yeah. The, that right there are going to be two very tough matchups. Mm-hmm. Do I think they can go five and four? Yes. But I also think they're not going to have enough points. Right. Yeah, the points could mm-hmm. be 
def- a factor. Yep. I mean, this could be a, a 50-50 swing game yep. with uh, Villa Grove. That's yep. important for, for both, both teams. teams. Obviously, Absolutely. Villa Grove needing a win, having three losses already. Yep. Arcola is still with those teams. So, yep. yeah. Sticking in the Lincoln Prairie, Travis. Yeah. Arthur's going to win the conference. Arthur's winning the conference. Yeah. Okay. Who would have thought that getting rid of an Illinois commit would yeah. make them a better team? But they are a much better team than they are. Li- they were last year. Haven't fallen off a bit. Not one bit. Like I said, I think they're better. Mm. And I'll get a firsthand experience this Friday night with them. But I think they're better, and I think they will beat Sullivan head-to-head. Ooh, that's going to be an awesome Week 9 game. Size-wise, they're very close to each other. So that is why, you know, I kind of look at this. I I think Arthur is going to give Sullivan their best game, and I think Sullivan – I I think Arthur will come out ahead because they have been in this situation before. It's been a long time since Sullivan was competing for a conference championship. Right. But, I mean, it's first time that Arthur's – been undefeated since 04 so yeah but they're always right there in the thick of things a game right yeah. around the top of the conference title right yeah i see that point and my top one travis this may be the most controversial you ready for this one? Oh boy okay taylorville's gonna miss the playoffs Ooh. three and one they're gonna miss the playoffs oh what do they have left muhammad fm charleston travis they haven't beaten a team that's won yet that's true. All three of their wins are against 0-4 teams. It's true. They haven't beaten a good opponent yet. Yeah, and they do have the lowest playoff yes. points Yes. in the Apollo. Ooh, I, they're 15. Not, they're not going to make the postseason. Oof. Even if they get five wins, I don't think they have the points. Because I don't foresee uh, Robinson winning any games. Mm-hmm. Robinson as Marshall. I mean, they may be able to beat Marshall. Newton, Olney. Maybe. The other two winless te- other three winless teams. Still. But, I mean, you may get a win or two. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Olney, obviously, in the and same boat. Same thing. When you were making the schedule for Taylorville, you were not thinking that you would be 3-1 and one and beat nobody who's won. Yeah. Columbia, maybe they're facing East Hollywood River in two weeks, so they could get that one potentially, but that's another team that they beat. And then uh, Bethalto Civic Memorial, they're 2-2 two and two at the end of their schedule for mm-hmm. week nine. They could pile on some wins here. They got Mascuda, Waterloo. I just don't have that. a lot of confidence in them. Mm. Three and one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not willing to go that far yet. I am. But that does, is scary. 15 opponent wins right now. Yeah, and we will uh, we'll talk more about Taylorville when we talk about uh, the, the postseason. Just blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Apollo. Look at all those opponent wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strength of schedules for yep. sure. Big yep. time. Yep. And then conference. Yep. So. But, yeah, we'll be looking at uh, postseason coming up soon. Yep, I just has the playoff outlook, yep. playoff hopefuls, yep. and everything else. And I got them broken down, Travis. Very well. None, none are playoff eligible yet, but all teams have been broken in each conference in good shape, Close. lots of promise, could be better, in trouble, and eliminated. Yes, even though no one has five wins yet, there are teams that are eliminated. <laughs> so we'll explore that later. 
later in the week. Yes. <laughs> so looking forward to, to that conversation mm-hmm. there. And uh, another conversation that I look forward to every week, starting off the week, and that's uh, Shelbyville, and that's a conversation that I have with uh, Coach Duckett. And let's uh, turn to him right now, talking about the four and O Rams. Talked about them uh, there on the overreactions. So let's get to and hear what Coach Duckett had to say about the uh, dub and this week's matchup, right here, right now. Travis Sparks here joining us on the starting lineup is Coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams and you're starting off a new week with another win and it was a 50-28 to win over Tuscola so congratulations on another win and uh, thanks for joining us here again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And it was a high-scoring affair there in the first quarter as they got on the board first, and then you guys responded with 22 straight points after that, and you ended up leading 22-7 to after the first quarter. So it was early. Uh, both teams kind of putting up the points early there. Yeah, they, they did a good job their first drive. Uh, uh, got down the field, had a really nice uh, touchdown run, one of the better plays, individual plays of the year. Uh, they blocked it really well, and – um, had, a, had a big, uh, it was like 18-yard run or something for a touchdown. And then we were able to get uh, a good kickoff return and uh, get in kind of a short yardage situation, scored. Got us another short yardage and scored. So we were able to um, put some points on the board really well there in that into that first quarter, and uh, which ended up being uh, you know big for us because they scored a couple times before the half and uh, almost scored again right before the half. But... Um, so we were able to toughen up defensively from that point on, though. Right, yeah, I was just going to say that. They kind of battled back and got back into it. Yeah. They cut the deficit to just two points there, so maybe kind of getting a little bit uh, stressful on the sidelines when they started cutting into that deficit. Yeah, yeah, it was um, you know, just, just a few few big plays that they had that uh, you know, we, we just weren't um, in the proper position. Uh, had some guys kind of get out of alignment where they needed to be there. And uh, that was a little, you know, uncharacteristic of our guys. Usually we're a little bit more focused on, uh, you know, being aligned properly. And But they're, they're tough to align to. They moved around a lot, a lot of motions, a lot of guys moving in and out of the backfield and some unbalanced sets that um, are definitely troublesome for people to align to. Right, yeah, and then it was also important. I think you got another score right before halftime to get an eight-point lead uh, going into the locker room, so that was important to uh, kind of grab some of the momentum back after they got back into it. Yeah, yeah, and that, that helped us, and then we got the ball uh, to start the second half, so we knew you know, being able to have that eight-point lead and then get the ball back, if we could get a score there, you know, that would definitely be uh, – um, very helpful for us. Right, it seems like it was a game of runs. You know, they they scored, but then you put up twenty two straight, and then uh, they got back into it, and then uh, you ended up what ended up being twenty eight straight points after that. So it was kind of a, a game of runs from from that offensive perspective of the uh, both offenses kind of went in spurts. Oh yeah, um, you know, I think second half for us at least, we were able to really control the ball, control the clock. We had two. 13 play drives uh, in the second half. One of them was uh, over eight minutes off the clock, so oh, wow. we were able to, uh, yeah, really, really eat the clock up, and uh, really didn't give them many opportunities with the football. Uh, I think something like that. We had maybe 12 offensive plays in the second half, or oh, wow. 14, or something like that. 
And uh, also it was a 50-point performance as well. That's the highest output so far this season. So that was uh, nice to see. Yeah, um, we're still able to put those points up. And you know, that, that's great. I, I wasn't sure if we'd be as um, explosive offensively as that, you know, as high scoring because we're running the ball quite a bit more and eating the clock up. But mm-hmm. um, we're, we're still able to, to get quite a few big plays. And we've um, really even thrown the ball. We've been pretty successful uh, Jack Yokish has uh, done a really good job of filling in at that receiver spot and giving us a lot of big plays. Yeah, certainly so. And then also it was important to get off to a good start. We talked about it last week, but uh, you got off on the right foot by picking up the first conference win as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's huge, you know, and especially against Tuscola, such a, a really good program, great coaching, and you know, any time you can beat them is is a really good thing. And we've we've been lucky enough for the last three years to be able to to beat them. And you know, hopefully that'll uh, help us to keep building uh, through these next few weeks and um, keep rolling through you know those conference games. And that's one of our guys' goals is that they'd love to be able to win the conference. And um, you know, hopefully we can uh, you know keep keep working towards that goal. Yeah, you got a little uh, win streak going on against Tuscola now. And then, uh, you know, it's been uh, last season, it was 25 plus years since you started off the season uh, undefeated. And then uh, now you're doing it in a back to back season. So uh, that's really a great run that, that you guys are on. And hopefully it'll continue. But uh, even more, you're just adding to the record books uh, there in Shelbyville with uh, with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just got a really uh, good group of young men here that are you know, they, they're dedicated to to the sport, and they, you know they put in a lot of work in the off season and trying to uh, you know just keep improving. And they've they've been successful their, their you know their entire career from JFL into freshman and then JV football, and um, getting a lot of this varsity experience the last few years. And so they they put in a lot of work towards that. And, you know, so it's a really good group of uh, kids that we've got right now, and and a great. Great coaches. I've got a great staff here that um, you know puts in a, a lot of time, a lot of work with these guys, and um, I'm very blessed to have such dedicated coaches that are that are working hard and, and do a great job of of perfecting the craft. Right. Yeah. It's so so important to have good people behind you there. And uh, this week you look to keep it going, and you go on the road against uh, Warrensburg Latham, who's a uh, two and two. They just uh, won by four against the Meridian last week, and then uh, last year it was a forty-six nothing shutout for you guys. But uh, what are you guys working on and focusing on this week for for the Cardinals of Warrensburg Latham? No, they're a, they're a good team. They were they were pretty young last year. They returned most of their guys that they they had from last year, and just watch them on film. They, they play uh, really sound football. They're they're in the right spots. Make make a lot of plays. Um, they've got some talent. They got a really good receiver. It's pretty fast. Uh, quarterback does a good job of getting getting the ball out. Good tackling team. But um, I think for us, we just got to keep. Um, Getting better at the little things, doing you know, improving on the little details, and um, hopefully, uh, as we progress, we we just uh, get better at what we do, and so you know that's always the goal for us each week, and um, hopefully we'll we'll take that into this week and um, get another one. And uh, also, I noticed that this past week you jumped up into the polls for the first time this season. There at number ten in two A, uh, you know that's a big deal to some. I don't know how much stock that that you put into that, but it's cool that you get uh, some recognition and uh, you guys jumping into the polls for the first time this past week. Yeah, and the kids always like to see that. You know, I mean, it's it's still um, you know. It, 
all nighters getting into the playoffs and then uh, seeing where it goes from there. Sure. You know, we we uh, what a two or three seed last year in the playoffs and lost in our first round. So polls and numbers don't really necessarily mean a lot. It's, it's what you got to do on the field. So. All right, yeah. So you look to get another win back on the field on a Friday night, Coach. Well, uh, thanks for uh, taking a little time and uh, talking some Shelbyville football. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you next week after another win, and uh, we'll let you go. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Coach Duckett for hopping on the uh, program there. And let's go ahead and uh, stay in uh, football and get away from high school football for now. We'll get into more in-depth with uh, college football later. I want to save that for uh, tomorrow. But uh, NFL Sunday, week two of a Sunday action. Mentioned on the top three there, my top three with the Rams uh, with the backdoor cover to push the point spread. 49ers won, though, 30-23, to uh, 23, so Rams still made a game of it playing a road home game there. Yeah. Nice for them to allow the 49ers to wear their red uniform mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. it was a de facto home game. Yeah, that was very nice. I got a lot of attention on socials with uh, my uh, Rams. Your Rams following? Rams following yeah. from the ones that they lost, uh, left in St. Louis. And then I, someone brought that up to me about whether the organization would look at that as an embarrassment, and I just showed him what the Rams' net worth was. Yeah, yeah, over six billion dollars. Yeah. They, they don't. They, they're not worried about. They got their Super Bowl traps. They don't care. <laughs> they're not worried they about. Anymore. They're not worried about the 49ers taking nope. over the stadium. Nope. Or anything like that. They just so. want people there. That's all that matters. Exactly. They're still they're spending the money. Yep. It doesn't matter if they're still wearing buying red. tickets. They don't care what, what team they're sporting. They just want people buying tickets. Exactly. But uh, Rams still put up a fight, put up a game. Mm-hmm. Nuka there just uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. 15, another 15 grabs. I think he set the record for most rookie wide receiver catches yeah. in, a, in two weeks. Right. And he did just it for the year. Coming out of nowhere. Well, I mean, yards. to be fair, somebody's got to catch the football. It's true. Man, yeah. Who else is it going to be? Not Cup. Nope. He's on IR. Uh, someone's got to catch it. Nope. So. Stafford's throwing it. Someone's got to be there to catch it. Yep. And he's been doing good mm-hmm. so far. So Rams making a game of it, though, yep. yesterday. Uh, the Falcons, they got a one-point win against uh, the uh, Packers, 25-24. to uh, 24. So whoever makes the lines here was right on the money because mm-hmm. it was just a one-point spread. Yep. And the Falcons ended up getting this one. Robinson, by a 124 point. yards. Yeah. Making early candidacy for rookie of the year. Didn't find in the end zone this no, time didn't. around, though. But like to see him score got more. Got a receiving, mm-hmm. receiving touchdown last week. Yep. Uh, the Bills, everything may be okay after for one week. One. <laughs> for one week. Uh, people write them off, and, well, they didn't care about that because they won 38-10 to 10 over the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, Josh Allen, three a touchdown performance this time around. Yep. Someone, he turned it around. So he turned it around. Cincinnati didn't. Nope. Tell them that the season started because nope. they've lost first two games, 0-2. And, and they lost their quarterback. I mean, Joe Burrow could be out. Joe Burrow, yep. He did, was hobbled yep. in the game. And the Ravens 
one by three here at 27 to 24. So mm -hmm. starting off the season strong for Baltimore. Former Bear Nelson Aguilar with a nice catch. Mm, I didn't see that. Yep. Um, yeah. Over the shoulder. So things aren't looking so good in Cincinnati no. there. Owen two star with mm -hmm. the potential injury. To Joe B, maybe yep. being a little bit more serious than I initially thought. Mm -hmm. uh, the Seahawks won this in overtime, 37-2, to uh, 31, uh, spoiling the festivities there. The Lions, they unveiled the statue of Barry Sanders yep. outside of Ford Field, and the Seahawks didn't care one lick about that, came in and won this one they after the Lions such a good week one. Yeah. And the Seahawks losing to the Rams. Seattle gets their first win here. Barry Sanders is probably having flashbacks going, this is why I retired early. Not only did the the Lions lose a game they probably should have won, David Montgomery got injured just like Barry Sanders did a couple of times as well. So, Oof. yeah. Just, just uh, this is this is why Barry Sanders doesn't go to Lions games. <laughs> yeah. He remembers. He remembers PTSD. the pain. Yeah, the pain. Uh, uh, the Titans, they also won in overtime uh, over the uh, Chargers, 27-24. and two, uh, 24. So Titans pulling it out there. Derrick Henry, not much on the ground. No. 80 yards, but he did find the end zone. I'm not sure good for, for your fantasy teams. Well, one touchdown, that'll get you. 26 carries or 25 carries, that's a lot. I don't. Yeah, but 80 yards is not a lot. No, nah, not a lot. Chargers, 0-2. Yep. Hot seat. Travis. Turning up there for Staley. I think you, you had them uh, winning the West, I believe. At least making the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs I did, yeah. When am I going to remember it? I never trust the Chargers. <laughs> no. Every year. They do it to me, but Justin <laughs> Herbert is so good. One good quarterback cannot a team make. Example, the team yeah. in Chicago. I mean, the receiving core is good. It's just, I don't know. You can't get out on their own way. Nope. And Kellen Moore just waiting to take over there when Staley oh, yeah. finally bites the dust and they He's finally get rid of him. time. Uh, yep, that's the next game here. Tampa by 10 over the Bears, 27-17. This Bears team stinks, Travis. Oh, man. That was an awful interception at the very awful. end. <laughs> on a screen pass near the goal line. Uh, that was a horrendous interception. Justin Fields missing. I forgot who that receiver how, was out there that was wide open. We end up taking a sack on the play. How much longer? How Oy. much of a leash do you have, Justin Fields? How much longer do you put up with this? Not very much longer. I, I know we talked about the play calling last week, but well, there I, was a little bit this time around, but at least early, it seemed like the focus, they were going to DJ yeah, more early. Yeah. I don't know what ended up, he ended up being, but he already had more yards in the first quarter than right. he did the whole game. Um, but then this one, this one's on fields and, a little bit. And I was talking to our resident Bears super fan, uh, Derek, mm -hmm. uh, before we came out here, and he, he said, you know, Oh, the Bears just need to realize that there's a running game and have a, have a run game. And it's like, well, the problem is they got criticized last week for not passing it enough. Mm -hmm. This this coaching staff doesn't. I don't want put. I don't want to say it. Stick to their guns. It feels like, because again, we made the comment about oh, you need to get DJ Moore more involved. Okay, six catches, 104 yards. 
all right, but you completely abandoned a run game, which, to be fair, was not there week one anyways. But Justin Fields with four carries for three yards, mm-hmm. that's – I mean, I know he got sacked a bunch. Six times. Yeah, but – Loss of 42. I, Travis, this team is awful. Two and interceptions. The only thing that makes you happy if you're a Bears fan is the fact that you still have your first round pick. <laughs> yeah. There is because you're probably going to get a high one. And then you have to wonder, do you move on from Justin Fields? If you're sitting at one, do you take Caleb Williams or does Caleb Williams see the bears at one and go, uh-uh, nope, not happening. Going back one more going year. Going back to USC. I ain't going to Chicago. That's where quarterbacks go to die. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Chicago lost 12 straight games. Now going back to last year, First team in NFL history to lose 12 in a row and give up 25 or more in every single one of those games. And uh, the defense is supposed to be a defensive coach. Yeah. Not so much. No. Mm -mm. So. Not good. They're not good. Not. They're not good. They're not going to be good. Not good. Move on. Hockey season's right around the corner, Bears fans. At Kansas City this week. Even more reason for Chicago. Not to watch. <laughs> oh man, lonely there to be a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of the Chiefs, they won seventeen to nine over the uh, Jags. A low-scoring affair. Patrick Mahomes an interception, three hundred five yards, two touchdowns, and one to uh, Travis Kelsey, who was back this week. So, otherwise, you know. Not much happening there in that no. game, really. Mm-mm. You would not really expect that with the two offenses, but low-scoring affair. Yep. I already mentioned that uh, Anthony Richardson was knocked out of this game for the Colts as uh, they ended up winning the game 31-20 to over the uh, Texans. Uh, the Giants come back. They were down like 20-some to nothing, 20 to nothing at one point, but... They uh, won 31 to 28. They pull it out. They're Daniel Jones, 321 yards. Uh, not without some injury to Barkley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like a, a, you know, copy and repeat from last year. Be monitoring that. They are optimistic that he avoided high, high ankle sprain. Uh, so he'll have an MRI today to confirm the diagnosis. I haven't seen diagnosis as of yet must so. be the start of an nfl season saquon barkley's injured yep unfortunately so and he was injured yesterday but i think he ended up still ended up getting a couple of touchdowns and he had one on the ground i know for sure and he caught another one as well so this is a short one mm-hmm. but still Got in the end zone twice. Uh the cowboys uh, they beat the aaron rogerless jets 30 to 10. Dallas defense impressive once again. Mika Parsons. Yes. A beast. I mean, he's a beast. Turnovers, forcing turnovers once again. This year Dak, there's a lot of takes a lot of pressure off Dak when the defense can do I was gonna say, what he can do. No interceptions from Dak. There's, Four there's, turnovers by the Jets. They're still having to find that uh footage from last year of him throwing all the picks cuz he ain't exactly. throwing one this year. That is like one of the best QBRs. Yeah. 31 and 38 yesterday. Now, I know the argument people are going to say, well, who have they played? Who have they beat? They beat two teams in New York. It's true. 
They did. Yep. And it's the conversation is going to grow even more because they got the Cardinals this week. Yep. It won't be really until proven until that Sunday night game against the 49ers mm-hmm. in three weeks. Yep. Uh, the uh, Commanders, they uh, pulled one out and they're by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins, 35-33. to uh, 33. A Hail Mary for Russell Wilson there. Got the Broncos close. And then they failed on the two-point conversion for the tie. May or may not have been pass interference. But referees didn't call it, and Washington completes the comeback. They were down in this one, and yep. they end up winning the game. Broncos 0-2 start. Mm-hmm. Team that started in reverse of that, the Dolphins, 2-0 yep. start yep. against the Patriots. 24-17 to win for Miami, and the Patriots now are 0-2 mm. to start the season. First time in a long time since they've done that. Mac Jones on his way out, right? Uh, I don't know. Can't really. Or is it really his fault? Yeah, but Travis, here's, here's the thing, and this is what I heard ESPN talking about. Um and that is you look back at that draft class that Justin Fields was a part of and you know um not 2020 the 2019 one. Mhm. There's not really a good quarterback that came out of that. No. I mean, Kyler Murray, but he, he has his ups and downs, right? Ups and downs. He's a little injury prone. That was, hold on, that's 2019. I'm wanting 2021. That's when the Bears selected Justin Fields. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the best one. Yeah, they say Trevor Lawrence is a bad. Mac Jones, Davis Mills. <laughs> Those are the seven quarterbacks taken, Travis. Davis Mills. Nice. So, which one of those? The only reason I bring it up is because they're coming up on their fifth-year options. They are. Who are who's gonna get gonna get it picked up? Trevor Lawrence, probably. You would mm-hmm. you would figure. Yep. But Zach Wilson's not. He's on his way out of New York. He would have been out of there. This year, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers getting injured, mm-hmm. Trey Lance, he's already been traded. Already done that, yep. Justin Fields, not with what we've seen thus far this year. <laughs> no, it's not looking good for him. Mac Jones? Eh, maybe. I don't see it happening. Maybe. Davis Mills? I don't even think he's with the Texans. Who does he even play yeah, for? I don't know. I don't even know. So. And by the way, the 2024 free agent NFL uh, quarterback, not including those players, doesn't look great. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, James Winston. Kirk Cousins. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Teddy Bridgewater. Baker hasn't been bad. He hasn't been bad, no. But again, are you picking those guys over Justin Fields? You'd at least have to look at it. But for how long? How long? That's the question. If you're getting Kirk Cousins, he's not the answer for your future. No. He's a year or two, if that. Well, you thought Justin Fields was the answer. I I know. You're scrambling to find the new answer. 
I don't know, but <laughs> Chicago's in a bad way. Bad spot. Bad spot. Bad type of deal. So good luck against Kansas City. Yeah, good luck. Good luck this yeah, week Chicago. in Arrowhead, by the yep. way, as well. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, games uh, tonight: Saints and the Panthers. New Orleans favored by three on the road against Carolina. And then just an hour later, kickoff on ABC. Second of the doubleheader for Monday Night Football. It's the Browns at Steelers. Let's open up the Monday slate for week two. And then the new week will begin on Thursday. So a short week, not a good week to be Saquon Barkley with an injury and then to have a short week for Thursday night football with the 49ers coming up. So there's that. All right. So only a couple other things here. We got to recap uh, the entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment that you had and uh, in too bad. No. Did not do too bad for yourself. No. We had Old Dominion plus 14 against Wake Forest, Travis. Mm-hmm. They That's lost 27-24. That's a win. That's good. Central Michigan plus 34 and a half against Notre Dame. They lost to Notre Dame 41-17. That's a win. Mm-hmm. South Carolina plus 27 and a half against Georgia. They were right there in it. They lost. They were. 24 to 14. You'll Had the lead for a long time. I'll take that win. Uh, Western Michigan plus 28 and a half against Iowa. Iowa put up 41, 141 to 10. Took a loss there. Sorry, Iowa. Didn't mean to bash you. Uh, <laughs> Getting into the top 25, too. Yep. Miami of Ohio plus 14 against Cincinnati. They won outright. One out, right? Thirty-one twenty-four. South Alabama plus seven and a half against Oklahoma State, thirty-three to seven. South Alabama (laughs) wipes the floor with them. Got paid three hundred thousand dollars to do it too. Thank you very much, Oklahoma State. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so it's a big one for you. Uh, Bowling Green plus 40 and a half against Michigan. They lost the game, but only lost it 31 to six. So that is a cover. We'll take that. Uh, Raiders plus eight and a half against Buffalo. Eh, That's a loss. That's a loser. Baltimore plus three and a half against the Bengals. They won by three. They won out right. All right. We'll take that. Uh, Chris Buscher to win the uh, cup race on Saturday night. Uh, He finished fourth. So he was right there. Right there. And Dale Jr. to get a top 10. He was running in the top 10 and his car caught on fire Friday night. So, I saw that. He yeah. literally caught on fire. Yep. He, he literally had a hole in, had in the a, bottom yep. of his uh, Pants suit. Were yep. <laughs> Finished 30th, so we'll take a loss in that one. But overall, Travis, uh, out of 12 things of entertainment, we went 8 for 12 over the weekend. It's not bad. Including Thursday with the uh, Cookman mm-hmm. lost to Miami. So Not bad. No, nah, I'll take that. That's better than 500. Yeah. Not bad so for So we got to do it again next week. <laughs> so we got to keep it rolling next keep week. Keep it rolling. That's what Absolutely. we're going to do. Absolutely. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the only thing uh, left, NASCAR. Well, I was going to say, real quick mention, uh, congratulations to Matt Olson for breaking the Braves' single-season home run record over the weekend. He hit his 52nd home run. 52. 52. Is he going to get 60, Travis? No, you don't think you don't think he can get eight home runs? No, there's still quite a few games left. There's two weeks left. What are the Braves playing for? He's still gonna keep playing. He ain't got nothing to play for. Even if he's DH and he'll still keep playing. They're gonna play to keep the Cubs out. Why would they care about if the Cubs make it? Because well, they're dangerous. They're 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 scared of him, Travis. Don't um, let him get hot. Don't let him get hot. That's true. <laughs> Can't even beat the Rockies. Uh, 
Most of our wins during our, our awful sep- uh, September drives have come against the Rockies. That's where most of our losses have come. Well, the um, Astros, they can't even beat the A's or the uh, Royals. A's are the most profitable team since the start of September, Travis. I want to point that out. They lost back-to-back. Houston lost back-to-back mm-hmm. series against the A's and Royals. Um, but before we get to NASCAR, I had this day in sports history. Uh, okay. All right. This date. On this day back in 1963, the Mets host the Phillies in the last baseball game played at the Polo Grounds for moving to Shea Stadium. In over 50 years of the Major League Stadium, the ballpark played host to 44 World Series games and was the site of Bobby Thompson's shot heard around the world back in 1951. Mm-hmm. On this day back in 1996, Roger Clemens struck out 20 Tigers, tying his own MLB record for strikeouts in a nine-inning game. Only three other players have since joined him with 20 strikeouts. On this day back in 2009, Ichiro Suzuki hit a walk-off home run against Yankees closer Mariano Rivera, his first career walk-off home run. And for Rivera, it was only his fifth walk-off homer he allowed in his 19-season career. Hmm. On this day back in 2010, Michigan State beat Notre Dame 34-31 on a successful fake field goal in overtime. Fake field goal, and we'll see you. And finally, on this date in 2014, Devin Hester returned a punt for a touchdown, his 20th career returning touchdown, breaking Deion Sanders' NFL record. Hester broke the record while playing for the Atlanta Falcons, the team Sanders broke into the NFL with in 1989. Ah, yes. But he did most of those with the Bears, and people remember him as a Bear, not as a Falcon. No. Yeah, he'll go in the Hall of Fame as a Bear. He's never getting in the Hall of Fame, Travis. Should, but he's not going Gotta to. Got to will it into existence. I want it to. I want it to happen so badly, but it's not going to happen. Make it happen. He'll be in the College Football Hall of Fame as a member of Miami. Yeah. So he got that going for him. At least one Hall of Fame. That's right. One's better than none. It's more Hall of Fames than I'm in, so. Mm-hmm. But, alrighty, that gets us to uh, NASCAR. All right, NASCAR. And Travis won again. NASCAR, pick them. Travis wins again. Travis wins I again. thought I was going to win the whole thing again. I was hoping you wouldn't have. Oh, that would have uh, been a death nail. Back-to-back weeks. Oh, that would have been so mad. <laughs> that would have been so awesome. That would have been so awful. So awesome if the I would have won The whole season it. I led <laughs> just to, for this, to stumble down the stretch. Kevin uh, Harvick finished 29th, and in his words, the worst car he's ever had at Bristol. He is. <laughs> this is the worst setup he's ever had. He was so mad because he is eliminated from the playoffs now. Him yep. and Ricky Stenhouse and Michael McDowell and Joey Logano all got eliminated. Logano got caught up in an accident early on, knocked him out of the race. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, th- those are who's gone. So Truex and uh, Bubba both advance. Yeah, they both make we it. We both went 10 for 12 on our uh, picks for the playoffs. Mm. So we'll take that, right? Definitely. We'll, we'll keep like that, that move on. So Definitely like that. But the worst car he's ever had. Worst car he's ever had at Bristol, he said. He said that it was the absolute worst. And he says he said he didn't know what it was because he usually is good there. But, um, yeah, congratulations, Denny Hamlin, getting the win. Um, no. No, I know. Did you hear him? Bo- did you hear all the boos whenever he got uh, out? Oh, yeah. And he's like, I beat your favorite driver. To be fair. Which one? All of that them. That is a great quote, Travis. <laughs> you cannot. I, I, I understand people not liking Denny Hamlin, but that is a great quote. <laughs> 
I beat your favorite driver. Which one? All of them. Well, I guess that's true. The winner every week does beat everyone. It was it was a nice ad lib line. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. I I think Tyler Reddick is gonna have to leave twenty three eleven because. People hate Denny Hamlin, and they're not a big fan of Bubba Wallace either. If you heard him talking post race, uh, they were yeah, not a I fan mean... of him either. So, Tyler Reddick's a nice guy. People like Tyler Reddick. He may have to change teams. <laughs> He's just like, ah, oh, the surroundings. Yeah, what happened? Where did this come <laughs> My from? My teammates. So, but hey, people don't like winners. Jeff Gordon got booed forever when he was winning everything. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's Travis a little bit. Now up 20 to it's a little bit of Denny winning, but also stuff that he says too. Yeah, he's just he's just arrogant, and he you know doesn't take blame for anything. So, mm-hmm. yep. Oh, I know. Yep, we have uh, seven races left. Travis is up by four points. So, Denny wins everything, but he doesn't win a championship. This is the year it happens. Hopefully not, but maybe. I just want it to happen so we can quit talking about it. Yeah. Because for me, Travis Mark Martin will always be the best driver to never win a championship. So I don't want people are saying, oh, Denny Hamlin's right up there with Mark Martin. And he's as good as Mark Martin. He's got more wins than Mark Martin. So I just want him to win the championship so Mark Martin can at least have that he is the best driver to never win a championship. Yeah. So get it, Denny, so that you can quit being compared to Mark Martin because Mark Martin was awesome. Yeah, I would agree. That's the only reason I want him to win it. Yeah. Yeah, well, then, from that point of view. Maybe. Yeah. Because we don't we don't want Mark Martin to be besieged with Denny Hamlin. No. Although if you're looking for something entertaining to listen to, Denny Hamlin's podcast is usually pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought there was something. I mean, there was some driver stuff that happened over the weekend and news and notes about that, but that's nothing to. I'm not gonna bore people with that. So. Hmm. So we finished up with uh, Bristol, and now we go to a Texas. Two two things I want to bring up, Travis, uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. With NASCAR, we still don't have a schedule, <laughs> but we know both Bristol races will be on the concrete. Yeah, we mentioned that. We know that the Clash will be at the LA Coliseum again, mm-hmm. which means there's not a point race at the Coliseum. So I guess I'm happy with that. And there will be no NASCAR races at Road America. None. No trucks, mm. no Xfinity, no Cup. Nothing. For the first time since 2009. No Road of America. Yep. But they say it may be more of a short-term break than a complete breakup between the track and NASCAR. So. Well, that's good. Yes. That's good. It's not a complete break. Not a complete breakup yet. They can still get back together. I mean, that's what they told their ticket holders. You're not going to tell your ticket holders, send them out an email saying, hey, by the way, we're never having a NASCAR race again. <laughs> yeah. So. It is one thing that you do. But there we go. That's uh, that's it. That's all I got. I got nothing else. That's it. All right. You got anything else? No. No, I think that uh, I think that does it. Clears the deck after all that. Play us out, Johnny. Had, uh, play me out, Johnny. I wish I had some piano music. Yeah. I could have found some. We need some, to get our producer on that. What was his name again? His name's Frederick. Yeah, get Frederick to get some good music for us. Yeah. Out. 
yesterday. Instead, it's just the same, same ones. Come on, Frederick, get on it. Getting too too comfortable behind the glass over there. No kidding. <laughs> so we'll have to get on him. I finally met him a week ago. You just met him a week ago? Yeah. I think I know who we're hiring around here. I know, right? Apparently not. Mm. Apparently not, I guess. <laughs> so we'll get out of here for the uh, day, and we'll get on getting on. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back tomorrow. Peace. Peace.